Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's podcast and today is the first episode of series two, Claire. How exciting, who'd have thought we'd be on series two? So that's episode 21 or episode one, series two. That's <laughs> how you look at it. It does. Um, and today we're going to be talking about sibling rivalry. So something... I probably personally know quite a lot about, but you professionally know a lot more. (laughs) And I kind of wish having um, had a sister, there was a fair amount of sibling rivalry and sometimes still is Mm -hmm. um, at the age of 50 and 53. (laughs) Um, And obviously having Ben and Amy, the twins, sibling rivalry, I think people say oh it must be so lovely they keep each other entertained they must be best friends blah 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 (laughs) (laughs) and um it's not always quite as simple as that and I think I have to flip that because I'm an only child Mm. so I don't have siblings so I don't have that experience uh however years and years and years of working with siblings and my friends are siblings and so I I see it but I probably see it from a slightly different perspective however I would say that probably when you were a single well you still are a single Mm -hmm. child but as a single little child um having friends over on play dates (laughs) and things like that might have given you a little taste of what it was like to have someone to share your parents with and your things with yeah it did um i suppose actually we could do a whole podcast on only children yeah we could because actually there's a whole lot to unpick there with how people make an assumption about only children versus siblings so like you just said everyone assumes by having siblings oh they must get on they've got people to play with it's so much easier having two exactly um and they you know they've always got someone to play with and you're like well what if they don't want to play together yeah exactly and actually they don't always have to like each other because just because they're siblings doesn't mean they always have to get on and actually always having someone there who is playing with your toys or you know vying for your key people so particularly your parents it's that attention side of things isn't it Mm. and actually you're both vying for that attention or and obviously you can have more than two children so you have a greater kind of sibling and so when I used to have friends over actually it's the same concept the whole thing is of sharing because I had to share you know and but I didn't have to do it all the time yeah, I suppose that's the thing, isn't and it? And I didn't have to share a room. And I think, actually, maybe doing an only child one would be really yeah, interesting. Because I feel like only children are given a bit of a hard time. So I feel like I need to... Yeah, we need to kind to of think... Of, yeah. But um, in the meantime... Mm-hmm. We're talking about, we'll talk sibling about sibling rivalry. rivalry. So, I mean, I suppose 
it's pretty obvious that when you if you haven't got twins so don't both children don't arrive at the same time or you know the children don't arrive one after the other um jealousy and kind of attention seeking behavior starts really as soon as that baby and when we and we have done a a podcast about um you know welcoming a new baby into the family but um that whole kind of not being an only child anymore and having to share your parents and your things with starts as soon as that baby comes does it not all the time no no because if you think often new baby comes and you might have to share your parents but again it's quite a tricky one because it does depend on age Mm, of course yeah and and the child's understanding and ultimately if you have sibling rivalry hopefully this provides some reassurance you will go through phases Mm. they will get on beautifully and you may have points where you feel like you're working for the UN and you're just constantly (laughs) you know intervening and that's completely normal because you're hitting at different developmental stages Mm -hmm. so they might you know they might get on for a period and then something might happen and actually you know if you've got an older child or you've got you know and they are suddenly going through the stage of learning to share, but they have a younger sibling who doesn't understand that concept. It's hugely frustrating and annoying. So I think it's it's quite tricky. It depends on the age of your children. So if you have multiples, that's a different thing because they're at the same age, but constantly with someone mm-hmm. else. And that can be really positive because there can be, you know, that playmate. But there can also be times where they just don't want to play together. Mm-hmm. They're fed up of each other. Um, and they need a break Mm -hmm. and then you have the siblings of different ages and I think it's not always when the new baby comes because actually sometimes that's like I love having a really special thing yeah and actually I'm going to help out and all of those sorts of things and then they get older Mm. and they start moving around and actually what the older child's playing with suddenly this little person can crawl over to Mm. and destroy in a second Mm. and that's when you might see like really you know i'm strong annoyance with their sibling um or you don't see it at all and then they get older and they get into that kind of primary age and that's when you can see that kind of frustration around because they've got more awareness they're having to learn to kind of have those relationships with different people you know and their sibling becomes a person who has their own interests and their own likes. So sometimes you find the older child will control the play. And this little person is like, yep, okay, I'll do it. And they're like, yep, brilliant. Go do this, go do that. And they love it. The minute that little person becomes, no, I want to play this, you're like, oh. The dynamic changes. The older child may get more frustrated, but it can flip on the uh, the other side as well. So it can be that, the younger child wants to do all the things that the older child does and you're having to say no you can't play with that or no you're not big enough to do that and then there's that rivalry of hold on why you know it's interesting I was watching a swimming lesson um between two siblings the other the other week and um it's like well why does he have to do 10 lengths and I have to do 20 just because I'm older make him do it and it's that sort of thing Mm that we have to be quite conscious of in trying not to make comparisons and not trying to be 
well, you know, if you do this, your brother has to do that. Or if you do this, then your sister... Be very careful at those... It's not playing the children off, but sometimes we're all guilty of it because you're like, well, your brother wouldn't do that. Or if you do this, then you can get this because you've helped... It's all being quite conscious. It is really very easy to suddenly start to go... Well, you're you've you've been really well behaved, but your sister hasn't, or what mm-hmm. have you. That can be really difficult, yeah. and that actually can end up causing worse behaviour mm-hmm. in the one, yeah. can't it? And it's so funny, though, isn't it? How sometimes when that does happen, and the other sibling can see that they're being much better behaved than their sister or brother, you get this. Oh, mummy, can I help you with mm-hmm. that? Don't you? You get yeah. the whole kind of, uh, and it and it just means that the other one's behaviour just gets even mm-hmm. worse and worse and worse. But when so when they get frustrated, um, sometimes they can do things like try to hurt, as in. Mm-hmm. Well, it probably isn't trying to hurt no, them, is it? That's can lash out, it? Yeah. So in terms of dealing with that kind of behaviour, if they're not, I suppose that there's perhaps a different way of dealing with it if they're little, mm-hmm. they're smaller than them, or if they're kind of coming up to the same size. But is it the same way that you would deal with it as you would normally advise in terms of dealing with biting and kicking yep. and hitting and things? Ultimately, it's, it's learning about relationships and learning about interactions. And so it's really kind of thinking about those aspects. And again, it's age dependent. But so sometimes we can, we have to sit and watch what's going on. And it can be hugely frustrating. If you imagine uh, being in the work environment and you have kind of your desk a certain way you've got everything out how you want it to be able to do this piece of work and someone comes along sits down beside you and just puts loads of stuff over the top of it and or moves it all around and you're sat there now as an adult you might just go what are you you doing (laughs) because i had this all sorted and it's all organized Mm. and what are you doing now if you imagine a child who's just made their train set and their sibling comes along and keeps taking the pieces out that is naturally going to be hugely frustrating Mm -hmm. and if you can't communicate with that person to say this is my train track don't take the pieces out because you're not at that stage it's like that's my train track what are you doing you are going to probably push your sibling away you are probably going to be like get off of it um because it's your work. You don't know how it's else so, to deal with it, do you? No, and mm. you don't have this strategy. And actually, can you reason with a baby who's just Just like, crawling I, over I, and I just, going, oh, I, I want to chew this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want to be part of it because I love my big brother or sister and I want to interact with them. But actually, that looks much more fun than what I'm being given mm-hmm. to try and keep me entertained. Um And we often find younger children always want to do what the bigger children do. And that can be very... And so I think it's seeing it from both both perspectives. So looking at both or or more children, depending on how many you have, but sit back and go, right, what's 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 the triggering here? Is it the fact that we've got a train track out and my older child wants to play with the train track, but the younger child is always destroying that game? What can I do? Do I move the train track to the table? Do I move the train track to a different place in the house? 
and that it means that my older child can play that game? Is it that actually whilst doing the train track, I find something to distract the younger child? So it might be that you do some sensory play, but in a high chair up at the table. Um, It's all those sorts of things that it might just be like, how can I change this? And And it's when they get older, again you know we have a blog on it but about sharing it's a skill it's a life skill and it's it takes practice and so we're expecting very young children to share but again where as they get older and things like that how much space do they have that's theirs Hmm. so do they have a toy box that is their toys that they don't always have to share that are their things and that's okay because actually to constantly have to share everything you have with a sibling that's quite that's quite a lot i think it is quite hard isn't it because you are you are thinking i think because of the fact that loads and loads of people say having two children is so much easier they'll entertain each other you kind of um think that they should get on and so therefore you shouldn't have to necessarily intervene because they should be able to cope with it but i think we have to remember that children are learning all the time Mm -hmm. and actually to like you said to have your whole world of toys and play shattered is is actually a really really hard thing to learn and deal with and one that you're going to have to learn and deal with for when that person comes onto your desk and starts to pile your papers up in the wrong order kind of thing having siblings does help with things like resilience and Mm. tolerance Mm -hmm. and problem solving and those massive skills so there is yeah, a huge there's a benefit huge benefits aren't they yeah but if you think to learn resilience to learn tolerance to learn problem solving they don't just happen they have to keep practicing that and they have to kind of strengthen that and have those different experiences but we can often be like just go play together you've got each other to play with mm. and they don't always know how to do it yeah. And so we sometimes have to be there and go, actually, your little brother doesn't really understand this game. And so it's a bit tricky. So I'm going to help him. But if it becomes too tricky, we might have to go do something else. Or we might have to put this away and we'll do it when he's having a nap. Or we might have to do this in your bedroom because actually he mm. doesn't understand that this, you know, you can't keep taking the pieces out or whatever it might be. Um and I think it's it's respecting that aspect for them. It's interesting because the things that you're saying are actually all very similar and you don't really think about it because you, you don't think about it in the same way. They're really just ways of approaching those behaviours and emotions, mm-hmm. aren't they? So Absolutely. if you were um, looking at um, kind of how children should behave in terms of how they should behave with their siblings Mm -hmm. um one of the things that we've always said to our children is there are certain things in this house that don't happen so we Mm -hmm. don't hit each other we aren't disrespectful to each Mm -hmm. other we don't destroy other people's stuff kind of thing Mm -hmm. but how can you start with that kind of house rule stuff when they're really little because it's quite like 
with older children it's much easier because mm-hmm. they you know they go to primary school and one of the first things they do at primary school is they have to well i don't know about all primary schools but at our yeah, children like values and they kind of have a thing what are the rules that we want to set for mm-hmm. our classroom so but when uh, when they're four and five that kind of is a little bit easy for them to understand but when they're let's say two or three mm-hmm. what kind of things can you do to but it's it's that saying you know i know it's really frustrating that you know your brother is doing it or sister's doing this i see that mm-hmm. what can we do how can we make this better for you so whether it's playing a game or and it's not always around play actually it's this whole children have a very strong sense of kind of fairness mm. and they they develop that and it's like well that's not fair they've got one chip more than me or <laughs> that's not fair they got to go in the front of the car yesterday and I did you know children develop all these things um and that element of fairness and so it's kind of going I I see you want to play with that and it's really frustrating because they they're not wanting to play in the same way but that's okay because we're different and I think if you were having a play date you'd be managing it in the same way but I think sometimes when they're siblings it's just get on it's funny isn't it because when you've got someone around to play your your own behavior changes Mm -hmm. because you're a bit like oh my goodness i can't speak to them the way i would speak to my children normally because what will they say to their parents it's really Mm -hmm. weird and so actually probably when you have play dates you deal with it in a much better Mm -hmm. way because you're kind of thinking before you speak aren't you you also plan for your day Yes, that's true. What are they going to do when they come? What what have I got? What can I do? How am I going to keep them entertained? What's the process of this section as such? So it's that whole, okay, well, they're going to come in. We'll give them a snack. We'll do... And in a way, when you have siblings, it's really good to have that in your head as well. Mm. Okay, so I know that my eldest is going to want to do this. What am I going to do with my youngest? It's that whole process of thinking through little sections how how can I facilitate this being more successful mm-hmm. than what we're experiencing and I don't want this to hold be this whole thing of it's really negative and you know but the likelihood is you're listening to this episode because you you're experiencing sibling rivalry at this time it, it peaks and troughs it's mm. and so it is just going through that phase and it may feel quite overwhelming that every day is just a battle between them and it's again with all behavior step back and just go right where am i why am i seeing all this what is triggering this because you could argue that sometimes if you've got children at different stages they both could hit a tricky stage at the same time couldn't they so your toddler could be learning some new words and your baby might be teething so you've got two like pretty Mm -hmm. strong potentially one that's going through separation anxiety yeah oh gosh yes that would be who wants you constantly and you then potentially got a slightly older child who's going I want you to play with me. And actually, how would you? So let's say you've got a baby that is literally not letting you out of their sight, and yet you've got a three-year-old that wants you to play cards with them. I mean, mm-hmm. how do you do that? So it's looking at, okay, how can I how can I do this at the same time and facilitate both their needs? Now, that again, there will be times you can't. Mm. And do not ever put yourself under the pressure of, oh, I haven't been able to do that. There are times where you just won't be able to. 
Like, it might be that your toddler has to play cars on their own because actually you have to meet the needs of the baby who is struggling with separation anxiety. But how do you stop the meltdown in that instance then? Because, you know, you could have that. Yep. So invitations to play right. are brilliant. It's also looking at play activities that both your children can do or all your children can do. Mm-hmm. And sensory activities can be really good for that. Water play, shaving foam, cornflower, all those sorts of things. Because actually what you can then do is bring in your older child with the cars and your younger child is playing with it. And hopefully it's more relaxing because sensory can be really relaxing. But what you can do to avoid any kind of... They both have a tray with it on, but you're all at the table. So... You're meeting both their needs, but it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you a bit of a break, but um, because you've got them both there, and you're, you know, you, and sensory activities do tend to work quite well. But having things set up, and if you have an older child, explaining that it's a really tricky time, and why is the baby always wanting you, and and never be afraid to explain. Even if you think they don't have a clue what's going on, explaining. Because what happens is as you continually explain situations and that side of things, even if they're very little, as they get older, they become attuned to the fact that you explain everything. Mm -hmm. And that actually the world makes a bit more sense. And it's not an overnight thing. It can take weeks. It can take months. But you will see the benefits at some point. Um... But I think, yeah, it's 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 looking at what is causing those real fractious moments and how can you make those adjustments so that it's not fractious for you mm. and then it's not fractious for the children. And one of the things you always say about is, is about giving them that one-to-one time. And mm. that can be really hard, can't it? it Particularly can. if you've got children if you've got two or three or four children. Mm-hmm that are perhaps past napping stage. Um, So, I mean, how on earth do you do that? I think there's looking at... It depends on your support network. Yeah. Um, You do need to really draw on that at that time, don't you? Yeah. And everyone should draw on a support network. Mm. I honestly believe that there are people, friends or whatever, there are people who want to help. It's funny, isn't it? But you... I, I mean, I know myself how much you kind of feel like you don't want to ask for help mm-hmm. in that, you know, people might go, oh, for goodness sake, you know. But they don't, do they? No. People want to spend time with the children. And that's the other thing that I sometimes go, well, you want to spend time with them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but you can't quite believe it. That's no. my thing, you know, but they do. Yeah. Like you you do that all the time for your friends and your um you know, your godchildren yeah. and things where there's more than one child, you're often taking one out because you do want to spend time with them. Absolutely. But very much like grandparents, my mum always says it's so much nicer having other people's <laughs> children than your Oh, own. definitely. Yeah. It's interesting because I was talking to a really good friend just this morning about the upcoming summer holidays. Mm. And it's like <laughs> I've got a new baby and I've got an older child and this is going to be really interesting because I don't know you know there's pros and cons to it and you know thinking about it and I'm like well if you want me to have one of them at any point 
And if I feel that I've taken the pressure off for a couple of hours, that's a really nice feeling. But also, you really want to spend time with I those do. little ones, Absolutely. don't you? Absolutely, but it's, it's for not only for the children, but it's for the parent. And then I'm yeah. thinking, blimey, if that's all I have to do to make life a bit simpler, yeah, then why wouldn't I? And so it's because spending that, because your your thing is that, or you know, the thing that we always say is that actually, even just fifteen minutes yep. is enough time I mean it's funny isn't it because um, Ben always used to want me to play with him and it would just be like oh. Amy was so much easier in that I could just sit and read a book with her <laughs> whereas I actually had to play with Ben um, but really realistically now I think back on it even if I just sat for 10 minutes mm-hmm. doing some cars with him it would make the world of yeah. difference to the rest of the day weirdly mm-hmm. but I don't know how and it's and it's funny because um I had someone the other day say that they were doing the 10, 15 minutes a day. You know, mm. they've really made... And apparently, at like, the 15 minutes, the little one looked at the parent and went, OK, you can go now. <laughs> and they were like, oh. And it's like, yep, yeah, OK. I've had and, it was like, and, you, and I said, ultimately, what's happened is you filled the cup. Mm. And it's OK. I've had my fill. I'm OK to go it alone now. And you will have other children who really just want your attention the whole time. And you kind of reverse it. So it's like, okay, we do this time. But then you just slightly reduce it by five five minutes and be like, I just got to go and do this. I'm going to set a timer. I'll be back. Mm. And those sorts of things. But putting in that 10 minutes, even if it's older children, bedtimes can be a great time for that. Or first thing in the morning. Um, If they, you know, get into bed with you, you can have those... 10, mm. 15 minutes of just chatting. It, it is age dependent. And obviously dependent on how many children you've got. Absolutely. Um, but that 10 to 15 minutes of one-to-one time mm-hmm. can really... It really does help. It, do, it really does help. And there are ways of doing it. It might be that you're just like, no, 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 I'm playing with... Mm. And then I will play with you. So if they are... Um, let's say they're both a bit older and they are like fighting and shouting Mm. and arguing when do you go right that is enough you need to stop or do you never do that I mean there's a point where yeah you have to you have to but it's also being careful you don't jump in too quick right and if we think it's quite natural for children to do rough and tumble play um to actually just work out social norms with each other again it's a life skill and so I think we're very quick as adults to be like and we've probably all heard this phrase this is all going to end in tears yes one of you is going to be crying in a minute and it's like I'm not uh, um I've absolutely said it and it comes out because like guys this is just going to end in tears it's like I wonder from a child's perspective what they actually think when we say that because they're not thinking that. They haven't got that concept of, oh yeah, this is all going to end in tears, so I'll just stop. Mm. I am so excited. I'm loving this play. I'm interacting with it. Us saying that is not going to stop Do you it. think they always are? They're not always loving it, are they, though? Because sometimes they're like pull, pushing, pulling over a dinosaur or what have you. Absolutely. And there can be arguments. But rather than... And again, this kind of blurs into sharing and all of those sorts of things. But it, we can sometimes go, right, if you're going to argue about that, I'm taking it away. Mm. so should you not do that not really because what you're doing is just removing the issue which is fine but what happens when they go to the next time so they've not learned anything at all and so they're just going to go pick something else up and then they're both going to want that 
and there's no skills in it because actually we and we've again all been there you end up with this massive amount of toys and you're like right i'll take that nope that's fine that's good and then you're suddenly sat there with all these toys and these children looking at you going well, now we haven't got anything to do so now we're just gonna <laughs> stare at you and um so it might be okay you see them arguing over a dinosaur for example it's getting down on their level and going okay it looks like this is a bit tricky what what's going on always listen to each child that is involved in that situation do not jump in because very often we jump in and go was it you did you have it first did mm-hmm. you have and they're like i absolutely had it first mm-hmm. it's mine and you're like right we'll give it back then and it's like well hold on listen to them siblings have to listen too even if they're really little and they can't quite communicate it allow them to have that moment and then go right okay well you all want this dinosaur there's one dinosaur and there's two of you three of you what are we going to do how are we going to sort this out and it's like well i'm going to have it (laughs) yeah he doesn't have it because it's not his it was mine first and it's my favorite dinosaur it's like okay so what should we do if you're going to have that but your brother really wants it too what should we do well i don't know it's like well should we see if we can find something else what can we put the dinosaurs in how are we going to make a game with our dinosaurs and i'm saying all this yeah okay and i am just going to put i'm just going to caveat this with this is when you're at your most calm collected (laughs) moments and this is not always easy and sometimes you will just take the dinosaur and be like right that's it it's my dinosaur (laughs) i'm having it um but if you can it is just stopping for that moment and going right here we go we're gonna have to deal with this um and it is saying okay if we can't find a solution then maybe the dinosaurs aren't a game to play today maybe we need to go and find something you want to play with and you want to play with or maybe we need a little bit of time apart Mm. um and then going no we want to play together it's like okay well if we're playing together how are we going to do it and you may feel that you step in and you step in and it's like we've got another argument about who's putting what where or you know and it's like okay what's going on how what's what's how are we going to do this and it can be you know it can be an argument on what thing you're going to play on at the park it's sometimes involving the younger sibling in play and so it's having conversations and it's kind of role modeling to them so it's sort of saying okay well you need to ask your brother if it's okay for you to do this because actually he's playing really nicely and doesn't really want anyone in his game so you're gonna have to ask and he might say no and Mm. it's giving permission to your children to say actually i'm okay playing on my own at the moment you don't have to share everything all the time do you and that you don't have to play together all the time Mm. Or you don't have to, you know, have the same as each other. Because sometimes it's, I want the same as... Mm. And it's like, actually, I just want to have my own thing. Sometimes as well, it's about having a reset, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes that sibling rivalry and that kind of um, fighting over stuff can be because they just need someone to just go, right, should we go out now then? Mm -hmm. Like, just go outside. Should we go and kick up? Like, it it can be anything like that, can't it? So there's so many different kind of approaches that you can have to the situation that actually it doesn't 
have to be about so you can just go let's forget the dinosaurs and go and do yep. something different maybe maybe we've all had enough of the dinosaurs for now let's go yeah. see what we can find and you might just need a reset and it might just you know mm. and then very often they go back to the dinosaurs and play beautifully yeah because like, oh. they've actually managed to yeah. yeah and then if they do that then it's important Absolutely to say yeah to acknowledge say, it and if you are having going through one of those stages where it's really intense and you have got that real heavy kind of sibling rivalry going on and you feel like you're constantly dealing with it and it is noticing those really small moments of getting on it's like actually that was really kind of you to get the cup for your sister that was really nice of you to pop that on the table Mm. um or thank you for helping with that because that really helped you but then also it's important to balance that praise isn't it because i found myself doing that is that what you tend to do then is the child that is playing nicely you praise all the time and the child that isn't necessarily you don't praise and so you have to find those moments for the one that doesn't necessarily because sometimes you do have children one that is seemingly better behaved than the other for all sorts of different reasons but you don't want that that to become an imbalance you have to find you have to find it in little nuggets yeah Mm -hmm. and it can be so small at the start yes but actually if they don't hear that you know you shared that game beautifully or you took turns beautifully or i saw that you didn't get cross with your brother when he destroyed your train track or whatever it is always follow your praise with what exactly it is that you're praising Mm, right same as if you're acknowledging you know that that wasn't okay we don't hit because it hurts we always have to make sure our praise is very specific because actually if we just go great job that was really good what was what was really good so they've no idea no whereas if it's you played that game beautifully with your sister and she had such a lovely time because look she's really happy you know just make sure that it's very you know you took turns you you explained things to her that was that was great mm. well done yeah no, that's really good um i think probably just before we finish i'd like to just say that the reassurance that it it isn't always going to be like you say it is stages and although i used to be so horrible to my my younger <laughs> sister you do find that now you have got those shared experiences mm-hmm. and it's surprising how you kind of both remember them really positively. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, that jealousy of, you know, parents and all that stuff and still remember, there. jealousy is a it's, very strong emotion. It is hugely strong, isn't it? Yeah, and like and like I said, it it carry, It's not just when you're little. No, it, it's weird because it feels like how like pathetic am I that you still get jealous of the attention that a sibling gets but you do don't you 100% and it's an element of like FOMO which we know yeah FOMO you do definitely have that a lot of only a little bit um (laughs) but it's an element of that it's like oh actually I'm missing out on that relationship because they're doing it you know maybe there's a younger sibling at home and one child has to go to school Mm mm-hmm and actually, um, that can be really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, because be... they're like, how come they can go and I can't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it can be things such as um, older child goes on sleepovers or they go to parties and the younger child wants to do that but can't. And 
there's a lot that goes on but in a way like you say you look back on it in very positive ways because you learn skills from it definitely you learn about how you feel why you feel it and that actually acknowledging that sometimes it's okay to feel jealous Mm -hmm. it's okay to feel frustrated with someone else it's how you manage it and you manage that mainly with your family members Mm -hmm. because they're your closest and most secure unit and so your siblings are providing you with life skills um, it might not feel like it at the time. And enabling you to practice them, really, Absolutely. aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. In a safe environment. Yeah. Because actually when you're trying it out with friends, friendships can change. And it, it is that play date thing. When they come, it's not quite such an easy situation to to do no. that, is it? To practice. No. It's, um, yeah, it's a really important point, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. And you can't really have the same sort of reactions that you can with your siblings and i don't think you see that either though do you with children it's it's odd Mm -hmm. the reactions that they have generally you mean they might lash out because that is completely natural but it doesn't seem to be because it's not quite such an intense relationship is it so it's odd yeah i was um talking to a parent and she said that it's interesting with her sib this little girl with her sibling will be you know if if her brother pushes her she'll just push him back yeah or if she gets cross she stamps her foot at him and like gets very cross but at nursery absolutely none of that happens because her uh, because her peers she wouldn't dream of stamping her foot and she wouldn't dream of pushing back yeah exactly so and so because she holds it back because she's learned with her brother that that isn't really what you do but actually she gets it out mm-hmm. and that there's that lesson going on at home but she's starting to show those skills outside of the home because yeah. she can manage them better because she's practiced them with her sibling yeah. doesn't make it always right when no, she's absolutely. pushing him and everything yeah. else but yeah. it it's very interesting that she's practicing those skills and now showing them outside of the house mm that she can actually control it if she needs to. So just to sum up, I'd say that the way that you deal with sibling rivalry is really the same way that you deal with behaviour of your Mm -hmm. child in terms of understanding their emotions. Absolutely. And that they're stages. Mm -hmm. And it's normal development. And it is absolutely normal development, Yeah. yeah. And that actually... They will go through phases of liking each other and not liking each other. It doesn't mean they don't love each other. No. It just means there are times when they're just annoyed. And actually, that's okay. That's normal. It's totally normal. Mm-hmm. And there's times when they are going to love them to the point where they smother them. Yes. And that becomes difficult in itself, you know. And they will potentially play fight. They will, you know, those sorts of things. So it's it's there are aspects that are normal... And there, but there's also so many ways that you can kind of help them mm-hmm. to make the right choices. And and decision. don't feel that just because they're arguing right now and there's rivalry now... That's it forever. That it's, that's it forever. Yeah. And they're never going to be friends and everything else. It, it It's not no, it's an indicator not for the rest of their lives. No, it's just not. where you are right now. Yeah. Well, thank you. No, that was good. Yeah, it was. And um, we'll see you for the next episode. Excellent. Um, oh, one more thing. Oh. Um, we have actually got quite a few blogs 
on siblings, introducing babies, sibling rivalry, that kind of thing. So if you go onto the website, onto the blog page and just type sibling in or there's a little sibling filter, you'll find them all there. Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, we've got a podcast about introducing a new baby to the family. So check those out Mm -hmm. and uh, we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Teen and everything in between. See you then. Thank you.